For the longest time, scientists have been mesmerized by black holes. A black hole, of course, is a place in space where gravity pulls so much that even light can't get out. Their gravity is so strong because matter has been squeezed in such a tiny space. And because no light can get out, people can't see black holes. They're invisible. Well, as many young black males out there know, our feelings can get stuck in black holes also. Welcome back to another episode of Relatively Normal. I'm your host, Mark Paisant. So, I need to say this. And I just want to preface this episode with a quick disclaimer. Just so people are really empathetic and open to this conversation. I know there are a group of people out there who don't like involving race in anything. I can almost understand it. Race is hard to talk about. There's negative connotations whenever we say something affects a specific community. This affects the Latino community. This affects the black community. So, when I talk about mental illness and awareness in black men, I'm not saying that other races or sexes or genders don't go through the same thing or go through the same kind of issues or have the same kind of stigma when they bring up mental illness. But I want to open the eyes just so some people are aware of how mental illness is looked at in the black community, specifically black males, because guess what? I'm a black male who struggled with my mental health most of my life. So with that being said, if you are listening to this and you're turned off to the fact that I'm bringing up race, I'm going to ask you to do a few things. One, I'm going to ask you to listen to this entire thing. Don't make a quick judgment just because I have mentioned mental illness in black people. Secondly, I'm going to ask you to open your mind for a second. Or 
more than a second for that matter. And just think about the words I'm saying. And if someone brings up race and your first thought is to either push it to the side or to get mad, I want you to realize those feelings and then get past them so we can have a conversation about this. Because this is a real thing. You can Google it, you can look it up, you can do whatever you want to do, but speaking about mental health as a black male is a very difficult thing. And if your first reaction to me saying that is, well, every race and every gender, it's, it's, it's a tough thing, it's a hard thing. Okay, so we've started. So when I say that it's a hard thing for black men, you agree with me. But in the black community, as a black male, we don't talk about mental health. We don't talk about our feelings. We don't talk about our anxiety. We don't go to therapy. We don't want medication. Tough love is the only love we know. According to the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health, Mexican-American and African-American individuals consistently and significantly had lower odds for any depression therapy. So, why is that? And of course, I can't talk about Mexican-Americans. I can talk about African-American men because that's who I am. But why is that? And I figure... The best way for me to talk about this is to kind of let you know what I've seen and gone through in my life. Now, I must tell you, I was raised in a home where I was able to talk about my feelings. But, you know, being a young person... I probably didn't fully understand my anxiety or depression. But growing up, it was just a known thing that black fathers were tougher on their black sons. And not tougher in a sense that our punishments would be harsher or longer. But any feelings of doubt, of sadness that we went through, it would be met with, you need to be tougher, just try harder, you can get through it. Wipe those tears away from your eyes. 
toughen up. Come on. So for entire generations of young black men, our feelings were invalidated. We were told that we just needed to get through things. We just need to be tougher. We have to be strong for those around us. And for a second, as you're listening to this, I truly want you to think about that for a second. People who have gone through some sort of mental crisis in their life can remember a time when they tried to open up to somebody. And that person may have not taken their feelings as true, or they may have brushed them to the side and just said, hey, you got to be stronger. You got to get tougher. And I have a feeling that most people listening to this have gone through something like that in their life where they were feeling down, they were feeling depressed about something, and someone told them just to get through it. Be tougher. It's going to happen again, so you got to figure out a way. Something to that effect. And I don't know what that did to you. I don't know if you sucked it up and just got through it. But there are so many black men and black young boys out there who are told that every time they bring a feeling to their dad or their mom. There are so many young black men out there who cannot express themselves freely without being told, hey, listen, you got to do better. You got to be strong for everybody. Don't show emotion. So you can kind of start to see that if that happens enough, there is going to be a time in a young black man's life where they just stop bringing those feelings to anyone. They're going to start holding it inside. They're going to try to figure out ways to sweep these issues under the rug and just not make them visible. And then we have the black male role models in our communities, whether it be pastors or priests in the church, whether it be teachers, whether it be coaches. For the longest time, the coaches, and I have worked with a few of them, I have coached with a few of them, I've been coached by a few of them. If a kid were to cry on the court or get hurt on the court, or do something that they thought they let their team down. 
for the most part in your heads, you can see this, the black coach would show tough love. Get up. Don't cry. Come on, you, you, can't, you can't show weakness. Toughen up. I don't want to hear that. Get out there and do your job. And I don't want this to be confused with a certain type of tough love because tough coaching, tough guidance, tough love is useful for some players. It's useful for some kids, but it can be detrimental to a lot of them. And if you're white, if you're Hispanic, if you're Asian, and you haven't seen this, or you haven't noticed this, this isn't your fault. You shouldn't feel bad about this. You, I'm not attacking anybody. What I'm telling you is that there is a whole group of a minority of men that have no idea how to express their emotions in a productive way. They don't want to go to therapy because we feel it makes us weak. We say no to doctors. We say no to medication. And we figure we can handle this on our own. How do I know this? Because this was me. This was me. Now, why is this episode called the black hole? Why did I speak about black holes in the beginning? Very simple. Feelings, emotions can go in and start in a black man, but they don't come out. just like a black hole. For all the black people possibly listening to this, just think about how comfortable you were as a young person taking feelings of anxiety, nervousness, depression, to a black male role model when you were younger. And don't get me wrong, I think we have done a lot better now. I think we're doing a lot better, but we're far, far away from where we need to be. I mean, really, there's not enough black therapists. There's not enough black spokespeople. And whenever I see a black spokesperson, like a person like DeMar DeRozan in the NBA who came out a few years ago and talked about his anxiety. And it just blew me away. I'm like, wow, there is a black role model talking about his mental health. What made it so amazing is the fact that we don't usually hear that from black male role models. We don't usually hear that from black 
males from anywhere. We usually hear it from white men or white women, and lately we've been calling them courageous because I believe it is courageous. But we rarely ever hear from a minority on this. And there are a lot of people speculating why this is. There are some undertones from the role that slavery played in our, our past. But in my opinion, and that's what this is, in my opinion, people truly think, and when I say people right now, I, I'm talking about myself included, black men truly think that they can't talk about this because they have to be the strength of their family. They have to be the centerpiece of their family. They can't show emotion, especially when people around them are showing emotion. They have to be the ones to keep it all together. Now let me ask you this. Is that fair? So have I mentioned that I have the best friends in the world? I mean, you may think you have some pretty good friends, but I have some great friends. One of my friends, Marla, who has been in the education system. She's been an educator, a counselor, I believe for almost 20 years, if not 20 years. She sent me a YouTube video. And the YouTube video is called I'm Good Bro Unmasking Black Male Depression. I was so happy, one, that she sent it to me, and two, that I watched it. It details black men, black adult men learning, coping, and discussing their depression, their mental health. And it kind of shows the psyche of black men. It shows how the, the thought of having a mental health issue or having a mental illness was alien. It was foreign to them. This doesn't happen to me. This can't happen to me. And this is something that I think 
everyone, regardless of race, should watch. Because it's hard for a group of black males to talk about things like this. And to see multiple black men talk about suicide, talk about depression, talk about anxiety, talk about how they finally came to grips with it, how they went to therapy, how they talked about it with their significant others, how it almost led to divorce, things like that. We need to open up about things like this. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I do want to mention one gentleman who was in here in this, in this video. He and his wife had moved and she was in school to follow her dreams. And he was college educated. He was, he had a master's degree, I believe. And he had a tough time finding a job. So he ended up getting a job that in his head was below him. And his wife saw him at the job and she thought it was great. She thought, you know, whatever this, you know, he is, he's humble enough to take this job, just get out of the house and make some money. And he broke down. And I knew what was coming. When he was talking, I knew what was coming. Because remember the psyche I've talked about before when it comes to failure and success. A person with depression, a person with anxiety, it's hard for them to see from the outside looking in. It's hard for them to see themselves as successful when they've swallowed their pride, when they're going out and working a nine to five, when they're making money an honest way. We don't see that as successful. We see that as a failure. We're not living up to our own expectations when others around us see a totally different movie. And like I said, I, once I saw the beginning of the story and I saw where it was moving, I knew what was coming because I could empathize with him. So if you get a chance, I'll put it in the show notes. There is an hour-long video on YouTube called I'm Good Bro, Unmasking Black Male Depression. Now, to go back to what I was saying at the beginning, does all this mean that we need to prioritize black men and their mental health over everyone else? Absolutely not. Mental illness, depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, PTSD, It does not 
discriminate against anyone. It doesn't care if you're young or old, black, white, blue, purple, yellow, gold, green. It does not care. But study after study after study tells us that black men do not seek out the treatment of therapists or doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists as much as other races. And multiple studies and multiple interviews tells us that black men not only believe that they shouldn't share this stuff, but when they do, they feel ashamed and they feel weak and they feel like they've let somebody down. When we talk about the stigma of mental illness, we have to talk about the role that race plays on it. There is a stigma out there that we are trying hard as we can to get away from. Just so everybody is crystal clear, there is a larger stigma in the black community, especially when it comes to our men. We don't want to hear from them. We want them to be strong all the time. We want them to raise young men who can be strong black men. We want them to support their wives and their girlfriends, their fiancés. We want them to be a singular point of strength in the black community. We want our leaders to be strong and heavy-handed. We don't want our black men today to say, hey, today I didn't feel like myself. I couldn't peel myself out of bed. Something's going on inside. I'm just, I'm sad all the time. We need to get away from all this. We need to get away from this type of thinking. I'm here to tell every person out there who's listening, who may need to hear this, I'm a black man and it's hard for me to be strong all the time. It's hard for me to get out of bed sometimes. It's hard for me to not feel lost in this world. It's hard for me to express my feelings. But I've started to do it. When I coach young kids, when I am trying to be a positive role model for young black kids, I tell them it's okay. 
If you want to cry, it's okay. If you feel down, it's okay. These are your feelings. Accept them. Because the moment we tell a child that their feelings need to be swept under the rug, that their feelings don't mean anything, that their feelings are wrong, they are going to believe us, and that's going to stick with them. So if you're a young black male in today's society, I know it's tough. I know life is hard. But you need to know that however you're feeling, you don't have to be strong for anyone else. You need to work through whatever you need to work through. And then you can be strong for others. You don't need to disregard your own well-being, especially your own mental well-being, so you can be strong for others. No one in this world has to be strong 100% of the time. No one in this world needs to be strong 100% of the time. Because if you start prioritizing your health just for the appearance that you're strong for others, that is going to lead you down the road of not being able to be honest with yourself and be honest with others. How will you know if you're okay? How will you know how to answer the question when someone asks you if you're okay? Your feelings are important. And if you're a black man listening to this right now, let me tell you this. I'm a black man. I've gone through therapy multiple times. I have been on antidepressants. I've been on anxiety meds. I have written. I'm doing a podcast about mental health. And me finally being open with myself and open with others about my mental health, I have opened up so many more doors and I've become much happier because I'm not holding anything inside anymore. It is obvious that we have to take care of ourselves and take care of others. We have to listen to each other when we say something's not right or we don't feel a certain way. But again, as I've mentioned before, we have to work in unison. We have to work together. So if you're a black male, know this. Talk to somebody. 
if you're going through something. Talk to a friend. Talk to your spouse. Talk to a doctor. But don't keep it in. There is nothing saying you have to keep that in anymore. It's a tough transition, don't get me wrong. As a black man, I will say this, we can be some of the most stubborn people in the world, especially when it comes to change, especially when social norms are changing. Just try it, though. Try opening up. Don't pressure yourself to be that strong person that everyone expects you to be. Open up. So... If for some reason you listened to this entire podcast and all you heard was black, 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 race, race, black, black, race, I'm sorry. But if you had an open mind and you understood where I was coming from as a black male, then I appreciate you listening to this. I appreciate anybody listening to this, honestly. But as always, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Let's take care of each other out there and take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you later. written, produced, and edited by me, Mark Paisant. And as always, if you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.